Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago and a combo episode of Believe in Bears today. Both of those shows are brought to you by betonline.ag. And look, the NFL season, it's in its last leg, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. There's a Bears-Texans game coming up in Week 14. We're about to talk about it, and you can bet on it. With game spreads and totals, the team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining to the pod. It's Bears Texans. It's week 14. So it's time to talk to the enemy, but they are friends for right now. It is Fred Davis and Henry Thomas, the host of Believe in Texans for the Believe Podcast Network and the HD show. They also do local radio for their affiliate in Houston, Texas. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fred, we'll say hello to you first. How are you, sir? Man, we're doing great. Uh, you know, just. Uh slogging through a uh, Texans campaign that has been uh, at, at times a lot like this bear. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, we were, we were, we were on a bit of more of a downward slope. And I think we've had that we've hit that screeching halt that you guys are at. We're actually in very familiar places. Henry, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm groovy. How's everything over there? Oh, you know, we've just lost six in a row. Haven't won a game since October 18th. Uh, have quarterback problems, have coaching issues. But other than that, you know, another month of football. So let's get it on. Bears, yeah, Texans. We have some more football. That's the best part about it. I think your, uh, your, your, your head coach there might have made our, our coach's hot seat. Uh, the seat got very, very, very hot. Sometimes when you Lions yourself against the Lions, lose another football game, all of a sudden you might be having to uh, update your LinkedIn profile all of a sudden because in a month from now, you know what exactly is going to happen. But for Bears fans heading in against the Houston Texans team, we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson. But maybe we can start with you first, Henry, if that's all right. Just I want you to talk about what you've seen from the Texans and maybe more specifically Deshaun Watson over the past month since they've moved on from Bill O'Brien. You know, have you seen a little bit of a different tenor or kind of the same old, same old issues with the football team? Well, it's uh, with Deshaun, it's hard to see anything bad with him. He's such a great young man. He has uh, so much talent and a desire to win like nobody's business. Even when it's, it seems hopeless, he's out there putting out 100%. And he, he is one of the really bright spots for this team. Mr. Fred Davis, can you also talk about a little bit, have you guys already begin to look at your coaching search right now in terms of the Texans moving forward? Who do you guys got your eyes on? Because I don't mean to poach from you, but the Bears might be in the similar position of looking for uh, filling a coaching vacancy. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, I do some uh, I do some stuff for uh, some folks uh, out of Chicago, actually. Your boy Dustin Rhodes at one of the stations there in town. And um, so I, every every Sunday we, we add articles uh, to their website and one of my one of my locations is Chicago. So, you know, like you said, the last four or five Sundays, obviously, you know, between the Sun Times and the Tribune, uh, not a lot of good things to say about your boys over uh, in, in the shy. And, you know, it's like you said, it's very similar to the situation that they're in. Um, and, I, you know, in Chicago's case, you know, you guys are in a similar boat with at least the Texans already got rid of their coach, whereas with your boy Matt Nagy, I mean, uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with him. But, um, you know, the funny thing is, right. And, and here's kind of the interesting part about it, okay? So you got Matt Nagy, who's, in, who's an Andy Reid guy, who came from that Kansas City Chiefs, uh, was an OC there uh, before he, he became the Chicago Bears head coach. 
Then you got Doug Peterson, who was literally the exact same position uh, on, on Reed's staff. Uh, and it looks like he's uh, now in the hot seat over there in Philly after what's gone on there. And really, you could argue that ever since Frank Reich left, uh, that team hasn't been the same, injuries aside. Um, and so then you got Eric Bieniemy, uh, who who is obviously the coach du jour. And, you know, you just have to wonder is how much of, of, of the system in Kansas City is Andy Reid, right? And so we're seeing that with Matt Nagy. We're seeing that with Doug Peterson. And, again, you've got guys who, you know, let's call it what it is, Trubisky and, and whether it's Ryan Pace, uh, who probably should have never made that pick in the first place, um, and, and Carson Wentz and the, the, the cliff that he's fallen off professionally. Um, whereas, at least with Houston, you know what you've got in, in, in uh, Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, we know he's an elite quarterback. Henry and I have been saying it from, from day one. Uh, I said it four years ago when they both got drafted that Pat Mahomes and, and uh, Deshaun Watson were going to be the next Brady Manning. And that's starting to play itself out. The difference is, uh, as you know, it's about who you put them around, who you put around them and the kind of coaching that they get. And, you know, Deshaun is, is, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors with Deshaun Watson. I mean, these guys making, you know, the proverbial, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. And, you know, you look at what he did this last Sunday where, you know, you took away his number one receiver. You really didn't have a tight end to speak of. I mean, Henry and I talked about this on the last podcast. I mean, you've got a, a uh, tight end by committee group. And as Henry likes to say, uh, a committee without a chairman is just worthless. And that's what you got right now with that Houston Texans team. But yet here he goes. He takes a Kiki Kuti who, who had, you know, been, you know, uh, uh, stuck in no man's land under Bill O'Brien. He has himself a, a hell of a day. You know, Brandon Cooks is still making plays. So, you know, Deshaun Watson alone is enough of a reason why if you're a head coaching candidate, you know, if I've got to look at if I'm going to Chicago, yes, I've got a great defense, but I would argue what the hell's happened to Khalil Mack, all right? And then again, you got Nick Foles who, you know, outside of uh, a year or two in Philly has been hot garbage. And then Mitch Trubisky, who, you know, we can all argue right now is Blake Bortles 2.0. So um, as far as coaching candidates, I mean, I think it begins and ends with Eric Bieniemy, right? I mean, that's the guy that everybody's talking about. But again, circling back to what I said before is how much of that luster is gone simply because we've, we've seen what Matt Nagy's done, we've seen what Doug Peterson's done, and you have to wonder how much of what is going on in Kansas City is a product of A, Pat Mahomes, and B, Andy Reid. Not taking anything away from Eric Bieniemy, we know he's a damn good head, we know he's a good coordinator, but when he becomes the CEO, you know, what, what, what do we expect? But of course, when you got a guy like a Deshaun Watson, you know, that covers up. I mean, listen, if, if Deshaun Watson can make Bill O'Brien look halfway competent, which that's, that's, uh, that, <laughs> uh, that is a hellacious uh, hill to climb there. Uh, it just lets you know that, that, you know, whoever decides to be the head coach there, you've got a lot to look forward to. Well, at least you were able to take the car keys away from Bill O'Brien before he can make any more trades. Um, if I could just dovetail a little bit about what you're talking about, Fred, and if I can ask you, Henry, you played in the NFL. You know, you've been around coaches, different teams. When you're talking about the, the Frank Reichs, the Doug Petersons, the Matt Nagy's, all from the Andy Reid tree, and we still see Andy Reid having all the success in the NFL, it seems like they've got a system that they believe that works. In our particular case, Matt Nagy is a coach who is, you know, a nice guy, builds a good culture. Everyone seems to like him. But can you talk a little bit about what is it about when you get in-game, the adjustments, feeling the pulse for the instincts of when to make a move, when not to, when the bullets start to fly a little bit, is that really what separates you know, the great head coaches from, you know, the guys that maybe have some good seasons and then peter out and then disappear? Or is it maybe a combination of personnel? You, you have guys that uh, can make adjustments throughout the game because you can go into every game plan 
yeah, I mean, every game with the game plan, but it's like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until somebody gets hit in the mouth. And then, uh, but to make the adjustment on the fly, you know, maybe you didn't expect them to come out with three tights or they didn't, they came with a, a four-eye set that you've never seen. You have to be able to make those adjustments. And a lot of these coaches are proven they're not able to do that or to recognize it soon enough or, have, you know, we, a lot of them can – Make a game plan for you. You give them that week, but on on game day you might have to change that. Can you do that? You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, Belichick's out there that that can do that on the fly. He's the one of the guys that can do it, and you've seen it with at each coach that's been successful has the ability to to change the game plan or change part of their game during the game to combat what the other team's doing. Yeah, that baseball adage of the bench coach can watch the manager make all the moves in the world, but the manager is the one that has the instinct to actually make the right call. So you can only learn so much until you get into those specific situations before you can actually see whether you're a good coach or not. Fred, I do want to ask you, take off your analyst hat for a second. Talk as a Texans or maybe what the Texans fans are thinking about right now. Are they in a mode where heading into this week against the Bears, they want to see Deshaun Watson beat the brains out of Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears, or are we thinking draft pick at this point? Where do you think Texans fans, our heads are right now? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Nobody's thinking draft pick because uh, Bill O'Brien's dumbass traded both of them away from uh, Laramie Tunsil. Oh, so. that's right. Whoops. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no. Trust me. I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, it, you got, you're on the right line of thinking there, but unfortunately, Bill O'Brien's a moron and, and gave up a first and a second for Laramie Tunsil, which that's another conversation for another show. And that's the frustrating part about it, right, is if you – that's what makes this – again, going back to what you were saying earlier, that's what makes these two jobs so much different is that you've got draft capital if you're the Chicago Bears, right? Whereas, you know, yes, you're probably going to be starting over with a new quarterback. So that obviously sucks. And, you know, now granted, you're going to have some – there's going to be some guys in play this year. Uh, you know, maybe you, you go out and get a Sam Darnold. You kick the tires on some free agents that are going to be available. Hell, maybe maybe a Carson Wentz is available. Who knows? And then, of course, at the same time, you know, is Ryan Pace going to be back? Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you get rid of Ryan Pace, you got to get rid of uh, Matt Nagy as well, who, who's, what, two years removed from being coach of the year? So it's and a executive weird, of the year. a very weird deal that you guys got going on in Chicago, whereas in Houston, the wheels fell off just overnight in a way, right? Because what happened is, is that, you know, you had this – you had this culture where fans here hated Bill O'Brien, okay? So for as many times as this guy won, and I mean, hell, he won, what, four, I think, division titles in six years or whatever it was, which for most coaches, that's a pretty solid run, right? I mean, most coaches will take – I mean, most most front offices, if you tell me, that, hey, your coach is going to get you four, four division titles out of six, and then we're going to keep building on that, and oh, by the way, you're going to get a franchise quarterback out of the deal, and then we'll just keep adding to that, you'll take that, Right. But the, pro but the problem is, is that, oh, by the way, if I throw the caveat in that, oh, he's going to mortgage away half your future while he's doing it, because you guys know already, and, and you, know, you, you, you know, when you made the Khalil Mack trade, okay, you gave him a lot of draft capital for that, and so you, you, you get hurt a little bit depth-wise when you do things like that. Well, guess what? The Texans are in that same environment right now, because you have no first round, no second round pick for a team that is in dire need of playmakers on defense, okay? J.J. Watt, uh, I think it's a couple years younger, younger than Henry, all right? Uh, you know, and so you've got Whitney Merciless, okay, who probably runs, who had as many tackles in the first half against the Colts as you did uh, this past week. And you gave him uh, a fat contract uh, last year, okay? So you've got one more game with him that you're still, that you're stuck with, right? 
So, you know, Bradley Roby, who was your, you know, your, your, your star secondary pick, he's out for six games, much in the same way that you lost Will Fuller. So, you know, you don't have anybody. And, oh, by the way, you lucked into a Terrell Adams who was on his fifth team in four years or whatever it was, and he's had a great year so far uh, when finally put into a position. But, again, at the same time, if you name off, you know, uh, who's your leading – I mean, if right now if, if I ask you to say who's the leading tackle in the NFL, I, I promise you uh, the chances that you're going to say Zach Cunningham uh, unless you're just some fucking dire, you know, nerd, football nerd, all right? Most people don't know that, okay? Because he's not that side-to-side stud playmaking guy. But because that team's on the field so damn much, okay, and there's nobody else on that D-line outside of uh, uh, our boy J.J. who can make tackles, yeah, that's why he's averaging, you know, 10 to 15 tackles a game right now and is leading the league uh, in tackles. So this team is in, you know, again, it's, as we like to say, it's Deshaun and the Pips. Okay. Um, and then now the, the only, and of course, then on top of that, you've got Will Fuller, who, you know, we thought, all right, guess what? He's in a contract year. Our boy's finally going to get paid. We were looking at kind of like a Sammy Watkins deal where he probably got like a three year, $40 million deal somewhere in there. And then like Henry said, maybe somebody comes and gives him 60 million, which again, in a contract year, Hey, go take it. Well, guess what? You're probably going to get him for a bargain now. Okay. Because again, He's, he's never played more than 14 games since his rookie year, and he's going to give you somewhere in that 11 to 14 game range, whether it's because he's hurt, which is more likely what happens, or he's taking, you know, he's putting syringes in his ass. So that's the issue that you've got right now with the Houston Texans. But again, you've still got number four. And as you know, Joey, a great quarterback is the best deodorant you can have for an NFL football team. And when you've got Deshaun Watson, who's a once-in-a-lifetime talent, and I said this uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, this guy needs to be in the, the MVP discussion. I get it. The, the, the Texans are crap right now. But this guy, he won't win it. But he, he's, he's, he's as important as any player to their team, not named Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and to the point of Will Foley, yeah, he was finally healthy, and then he gets popped for PEDs. And let me just put it on the record here. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I don't know anything about great quarterback play. I'm not going to make any illusions. I've never even seen it. So when Bears fans try and wrap it up. had a decent run for a minute. Your boy Jay was okay. He had a decent run, and then he threw a pick against the Chargers when we were 6-2, and and he popped his wrist and then missed the next four to five weeks. So, you know, I digress. Pushing it a little bit forward, Henry, former defensive lineman in the NFL, for the Bears fans who don't get the opportunity to watch Texans football on the weekend, week out basis, they hear J.J. Watt on this defense and go, wow, probably a good unit. What has been the biggest issue with this defense that has struggled so mightily this year? Good Lord, could you give me an easier question? <laughs> you need well, a power, oh, we need to do a PowerPoint, uh, sir. <laughs> well, we have, like, like you said, we, we discovered uh, um, a linebacker that has just come out of nowhere and has done a great job as to step up and he came up, he's done it. Uh, uh, Terrell Adams has uh, done a great job, but we don't have the, the speed or the depth to do it. Our defensive line, I mean, I watch him every week and I still only know JJ. <laughs> I only know JJ Watt. And uh, here in, in, in Texas, I mean, our secondary has never been stellar. And the fact you couple that with a first-time defensive coordinator, um, it's so much a process. And, you know, you're trying to make things happen for your team as a defensive coordinator and as individual players that no one seems to be on the same page. I mean, I played on mediocre defenses, but we, we rose up to play well because we communicated. We stayed on the same page. You know, we – if I was supposed to go left and I went right, everybody understood 
we, I was gonna go right. You know, it was it was that kind of uh, uh, communication. But far as talent wise, we're missing a lot of talent. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from guys to be a, a NFL uh, player, a, a starter in the NFL is a great feat. But there's a lot more talent out there that could bolster this defense which could set up a slightly favorable perhaps maybe even entertaining game between the bears and texans this week because if the defense is struggling maybe mitch trubisky can continue his small i'm going to call it progress but nothing that is going to let your hair on fire offensively heading into this week i like to ask this question every time i talk to an opponent maybe fred i can start with you in week 14 the bears will win if blank uh deshaun watson misses the bus uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I mean, seriously, that team's quit. Uh, that team, I, I, quit's a strong word, but um, Matt Nagy, like you said, he's a nice it's guy. Kind of, it's, it's the eighth inning, and they're down 11-2, to two, if we want to use a baseball analogy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's almost like the they're kind of sort of there. getting ready to play the next year. The fire's not there. I mean, I, I know watching the Texans the last couple of weeks, there's a there's a passion to play the game. Yeah. And uh last week against uh Detroit, I kind of saw that flame kind of go out there in uh Chicago. No, that hurt in the fourth quarter. And and you know, the fact that you were up 10 uh to lose the way they did and some questionable play calling. I mean, Allen Robinson, I mean, come on, man, just fall forward. You've been doing this how many times and 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 you know, and Henry and I have talked time and time again. We watch uh, you know, we we, we usually watch games on Sunday together. The number of guys, and it's not just uh, limited to Allen Robinson. I mean, you see it on both defense and offense, where guys are always trying to, you know, juke somebody out or they run backwards to try to move forward. I mean, come on, man. You get that ball, move to your right, you get the first down, and then, of course, you know, you live to fight another play. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're running a shotgun play. You're running uh, David Montgomery from the shotgun. I mean, I just – the play calling. And that's the thing about Matt Nagy was, you know, he did – I mean, he's had some success play calling. And, again, he's an offensive guy. So that's the thing that's been so befuddling to me to watch the Chicago team is that, you know, I mean, listen, nobody's going to get Mitch Trubisky confused for being Deshaun or, or Pat Mahomes. I get that. But his lack of, of, of progress and maturation, I think, is probably what surprised me the most uh, under a guy like a Matt Nagy, who you would think being a quarterback coach, being OC, uh, playing under the people he's played under. Uh, you you think you'd see more of that. And that's kind of what's been the most befuddling to me. Henry, sometimes when I talk to former NFL players, they don't like to give final score predictions, but maybe you could at least give me the we team prediction. Some oh, people not don't not like to do it. It's super weird. I don't know. I mean, oh. this episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Am I wrong? See, here's the deal, right? And, and you know this, Joey. See, guys that are just fresh out of the league, they still know people, right? So they don't want to uh, run up any feathers or like that. Henry's been out long enough. He don't care. Uh, <laughs> Well, you and you got you got ninety four sacks in your career, so I think you can you can say whatever you want, dude. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I'll give you my final score right now: uh, twenty seven seventeen Texans. There you go, Fred. What are you thinking for final score? Uh, we don't. What's the spread? Do we know? But uh, what's BetOnline.ag saying the spread? Is? I was gonna say. You know what's so funny though? This is one of those games where a Chicago Bears meathead. When you're looking at the preseason schedule. You're like, oh, Texans coming to Chicago in December. This is an easy win, but uh, Texans favored by two right now. Bit of a Vegas zone. That seems like an yeah. easy cover for the Texans. Am I wrong? Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, man, I don't – yeah, it should, I mean, you would think it should be. Um, I'll tell you what, what, the only thing I worry about 
And, and, you know, I picked Chicago to win last week because I thought, all right, they're playing against a Detroit team that's got an interim coach. And, you know, they were still in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they were still in the playoff hunt. And so I thought, all right, you win. You know, if you're the Bears, you win last week. You get back in the playoff hunt. You're, you're, you know, you're in that uh, discussion for that seventh playoff spot. Um, but the way – here's the problem, right? you got two teams that are coming off two excruciating losses, like lost in the most – that were basically – the way they lost both the Bears and the Texans, it was literally the microcosm of their year. Uh, so, you know, it's like picking the skinniest kid at fat camp. I'm going to go with – I'm going to say Texans 23, Bears 20. Ooh, a close game. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I think it's going to be – no, no. This will be a close game. Here's my question for you because we're – Yeah, please. what I'm dying to know. What on God's green earth has happened to Khalil Mack? Great question. First thing to keep in mind, every single week since training camp, he has been on the injured list with a knee issue. Now, I'm not saying that that's kept him out of games, but you continuously see it week after week. So you're kind of wondering if he's sort of working through something. The second aspect that kind of really blows my mind is what we've really missed from Vic Fangio is he's been able to dial up calls and he's been able to do pre-snap stuff in the secondary that's kind of made quarterbacks think for that extra second, which I think has also helped out Khalil Mack. In terms of the double teams, they're still there. Akeem Hicks is still doing his thing, but Robert Quinn on the other side has it. Now, have they gotten close to some sacks? Close but no cigar? Yes. But in terms of the Khalil Mack that we see who's the animal, who's got oh, this fluid, these fluid power moves where he can yeah. go underneath, he can literally push you into the quarterback. It just has not been consistent enough. They've been able to get the ball out of their hands. I feel like quarterbacks have. That's been the plan is one, two-step throw against the Bears. Don't even give them an opportunity and make the secondary guys tackle. You guys know Tishon Gibson very well. The dude doesn't like to tackle very much. So part of it is kind of working away from him. And then there's other moments when, man, you need him to step up. Bears were up 30-20 to 20 last week. Lions, 96-yard drive to score. Just yeah. can't have that happen, right? Especially when you're paying him what you're paying him. Yeah, and, I, and I, I love Khalil Mack, don't get me wrong, but you're right, though. Eventually, every single week you see these guys, Aaron Donald, even the J.J. Watts still at times, every week affecting the game, making big plays. It just hasn't been there. And Robert Quinn, you know, if you look at the tape, Robert Quinn's making things happen to free up stuff for other guys on the line, but he himself is not finishing. There's more pressure there. It's just been a mess, and unfortunately, we spent so much money on the defense in an offensive league and never worked our personnel to actually build up that offense, and that's been mostly our problem this season. You're like the so basically, you guys are the Bizarro Texans, is what you are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, without, that's number, exactly without number did, four, right? who should we draft in number two? Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. So that's exactly what the Texans did, right? Uh, you know, you had Bill O'Brien in his infinite wisdom. You know, I mean, we all know about the the and, and to your point earlier about uh, you know the coaching changes uh, and Bill O'Brien. That's when everything changed for this team when they got rid of D Hop. Oh, yeah. When they traded D-Hop for a bag of donuts and, and broke Dick, David Rob, uh, David Robinson. Uh, uh, I, hate to, I hate to be smirched uh, in the Hall of Fame. Wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave. Just, uh, we know yeah. Dave's a big believer in the, uh, the Believe in uh, Bears podcast. Um, but for, to trade for David Johnson and that salary, you realize right now the Texans have two of the highest paid running backs in the NFL in Duke Johnson and David Johnson. And together, like I said, they've got – I mean, I think you've probably got about 100 fewer yards than they do on the season so far combined. So that – I mean – that's the issue, right, is you've got an offense that, you know, you got rid of your leading. And, and the thing was, to Deshaun's credit, he, I mean, as this season's gone on, I mean, he's gotten a lot better. He's gotten used to the guys he had. And, of course, obviously, even before, uh, before Will Fuller went out, he, hell, he was having a career year. Um, but, again, like you said, Bears load up on defense, don't do a whole lot for, for uh, Trubisky on the playmaking side, on the offense. 
They try to add some some talent on offense. And of course, you know, you, listen, you gave $27 million to old ass Randall Cobb, okay? Who's been broke down all year long. He's been hurt for the last two weeks. I mean, he's been he's been right. a no-show. All right. I mean, and kudos to his agent for for dealing with uh Bill O'Brien. But that was that's the problem, right? And then on defense, again, you've got nobody, and, and Henry and I said this before the season started, who was gonna rush the passer? Right. Like literally, I mean, you got I mean, you know as well as anybody, Joey. If you don't have in, – in, in today's NFL, if you, you better have receivers and you better have guys that can rush the passer. And, if you, and, and again, you guys are in trouble because you don't, you don't have anybody outside of Allen Robinson that, that, that can catch the ball. And then, if, and, I mean, and J- Jimmy Graham, I mean, good God, what the hell? I mean, this dude looks like he's about 70 out there for crying out he's loud. He's like a carnival target in the red zone. That's all he's good for. You put him in the end zone and you can just try and hit the carnival target. Exactly. I'm telling you what, that dude, I mean, I, I tell you what, it seems like he was with the Saints 20 years ago. I mean, I think Tom Dempsey was kicking field goals when, when he was and with don't, the Saints. And don't forget, we gave Ted Ginn money too. So, I mean, the oh. kid did Randall Cobb. Swap them right now. Who okay, says no? Will okay. So let me ask you real quick on your show. Yay or nay? Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy will be back in 2021. Nay, at this point, it's almost like you can't. How many football games are you going to lose in a row before you say you got to do something different? I know the guy is 25, and I think he's now 25 and 20 as a head yeah. coach, which is an above-average record, better than the Trustman era. But honestly. Time to clean house. We actually believe in Chicago there are some pieces that we still like as relative foundational pieces that are on good, like Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery. They're on good contractual clocks right now. You yeah. can't reload without paying these premium positions and get back into a good position. And unfortunately, when you whiff on the quarterback, man, I mean, it's it. It's the beginning, middle, and end. Five years. It's the beginning, middle, and end. And, you know, Trubisky – He's not terrible. I'm not the terrible – Trubisky's terrible guy, but he's nowhere close to good. And it just hasn't worked out. The good news is we haven't paid him money. So the, uh, no offense to Jared Goff, who played well last week. Carson Wentz just got benched. They, are, they got signed up for some serious, serious money. At the very yeah. least, the Bears can move on next year, admit they made a mistake like they didn't with Jay Cutler. They gave Jay Cutler five more years. Yeah. At least they can start over, get their cap in gear, and sort of figure out what to do moving on, moving forward. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Trubisky, did they? They did not. He will be a he'll be a loose goose. He's free as a bird after this year. Do you see a situation where they bring him back on a you know four or five million dollar, ten million dollar deal? No situation at this point. When he talks in post game, he's already talking about what the future is going to look like for him in the off season. His relationship with the Bears fans is so bad right now. It's that's just a, it's, put on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just when you hang out with your buddy and he's with that girlfriend that you know, like they're gonna be broken up in a couple of months. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's kind of like you just can't wait to have that beer with him after and be like, "Yeah, she was a mess, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know." And you can look back on it like fondly because it's part of our our wounds. You know what I mean? It's our scars now. There you go. How how uh, who was the dude that was making the face at Trubisky in that picture that went viral? Oh, <laughs> that's. Uh, I believe – I think that was Jermaine Orfetti, our starting right tackle. I'm pretty sure because we're so banged up on the offensive line. We got guys moving in now. But that says it all, right? That tells you uh, – that picture – I mean, you, you know, that old ads picture can tell a thousand words. That picture told a gazillion words. Like, seriously, like him making that face just utter disgust and disbelief. Like, what? Just shut up, Mitch. Just be quiet. And, and it, listen, we, we said it last week. He's the Sam Bowie of the NFL. Mitch Trubisky is. Yes. 
You know? I'm on the other side of the fence now, at long last. Oh, my God. I mean, God. that hurts, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. Man. Exactly. For years, Chicago fans could relic or relish in the idea that, you know what, you got MJ with number three, and, of course, we're big Jordan fans here. Uh, but, man, to whiff on, on, on you know, the, the fact – and, of course, let's call it what it is. No, nobody knew what Pat Mahomes was going to be. I mean, anybody that thought agree. Pat Mahomes would be what he is, I mean, is, is full of shit. Uh, now, we were huge Deshaun Watson fans coming out of college. We, matter of fact, we thought – I didn't see how he didn't go number one. I mean, you're talking about a, a – I mean, the, the guy was a proven champion, right? And, and wait, yeah, let me ask you, what box did he not check going into the draft that would make anyone think anything different other than maybe what his knees he had he had problems with both sides of his knees yeah, so long term he, he had tore his acl like what his sophomore year rookie or freshman year of, of college or some shit like that right but i mean other than that there was nothing to i mean that guy helped turn i mean he helped change the culture at clemson right i mean clemson's now a powerhouse because of deshaun watson all right and I, like I said, I would, I'll never forget where I was at when, when I got the text on my phone that said we had picked uh, Pat Mahomes, which surprised me because I think the Chiefs were sitting at number 27 that year. And I was like, eh, all right. I mean, whatever. I would have rather of us moved up to get Deshaun Watson. Okay, four years later, we feel pretty good about that. But, um, yeah, if you're a Chicago fan, I mean, the thing was, for anybody that watched football that year, Nobody watched Mitch Trubisky at North Carolina and thought, man, this dude's legit. Like this, I mean, he, you know, his arm's not great. Okay. It's not like he's got that. I mean, think about Pat Mahomes was the question with Pat Mahomes was always, okay, well, the guy puts up fucking stupid numbers, but he's at Texas tech. I mean, we get it. He's got a, a hand cannon, but you know, will that translate to the NFL? So you knew he had at least the physical talent. You didn't know if that was going to pay off or that was going to translate to the NFL. Watson, like we said, we knew what he was, this dude didn't even start till his senior year at North Carolina. Okay, I can see if he was the point guard on the basketball team. Okay, all right, that I, I get that, but it's not like you know North Carolina is some football powerhouse for crying out loud. I'll never understand for a million years what what Chicago was thinking when you that that is why that's why Pace will lose his job, not just because of Mitch Trubisky, but look at guys like Kevin White, guys like. Leonard Floyd. Oh, and, I forgot about Ken. And, and you, and I, yeah, and I'd love to hear what you guys think about this because personally, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan first, and then I try and learn the game. I didn't play the game, so I try and figure it out, right? So the thing with Kevin White was I'm looking at the tape of him, and all he's doing is running, running vertical sprints for 60 yards yeah. and catching the football. And I'm thinking Ryan Pace is like, well, wait till he gets in our system and we teach him how to run routes. Same thing with Mitch Trubisky couple of throws here and there. Wait till we get him in and we polish him up. Same thing with Leonard Floyd. Look at the skills. Look at the talent. Wait till we get him in this thing. There was no evidence of these guys actually making NFL-type plays in college to show that they were even a glimpse of capable other than, you know, those skills, the, you know, the, talent, the talent that goes on the sheet when you go to the combine. And it's a thing that Ryan Pace went to the well over and over again. Adam Shaheen in the second round. You know, a guy from what? Abilene Christian. And, you know, over and over and over again. So, that's kind of the bed that we made for ourselves. And these guys just never panned out. You know, they never developed, but they didn't have a lot to develop with anyways. I sat in a Buffalo Wild Wings that night and I didn't want Pat Mahomes because we had Jay Cutler scars. I felt the Brett Favre vibes. No one was talking about Mahomes in the top five, but Watson yeah. was like, we were shaking hands like, all right, dude just won the national championship to Sean Watson. Let's rock and roll. And then it's Mitch Trubisky. And now I'm like, well, do I know something that I don't know? You know, obviously I'm a Bears fan. They know more than I do. Trubisky got a Chicago name. I'm literally talking myself into that shit. That has nothing to do with football about why they made that move. 
Listen, I'm a, I, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. Uh, I've been talking myself into Chiefs picks for, you know, 39 years. So, I mean, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying there. Um, no, it's, it's listen, man, it, it, it's myst, it mystifies uh, on, a, on a lot of different levels. And, and, you know, that's why these guys get paid the money they do to make these kind of picks. But at the same time, and, and, and I'll defer to Henry on this one, but, you know, Henry's got, you know, two or three things that from a – you know, ju- you know, from a judgment and, and, and just what you look for in a player, I mean, it's what? So it's two or three simple things. Heart. <laughs> yeah. Can, can he, can, he does he have heart? Can he, can he be coached? Is he fast? I mean, there's a few things that's out there. You know, how does he get along with his other teammates? But my big thing is I, I, I got to see the heart. And you can see everybody's heart. Just watch their games. You can see what kind of guy they are, what kind of players they are. And uh, I don't know where they got this guy. They thought they were going to have a, you know, he, he thought he was that good. He'd have been around for the third round. He was still yeah. there. <laughs> Man, that's such a great point. Fred Davis, Henry Thomas, thank you so much for joining this oh, combo yeah. episode of Believe in Bears Betting Chicago. Gentlemen, it feels like that our, our two football teams are maybe in the same spot in terms of coaching and standings, but you guys have Deshaun Watson. We don't. So moving forward, it just feels like you guys are going in a completely different direction than where the Chicago bears are. And we're just gonna have to see where it goes from here. Do me a favor, please. Yeah. Please plug, uh, please plug, believe in Texans and give us some of the, you know, your call signs and all that good stuff. So the good people can check you guys out the rest of the way. Uh, check us out at the believe in Texans podcast, uh, HD show with our boy, bitter Mike. Uh, we also do some radio here in town as well, uh, here on the Houston ESPN 97.5 affiliate. And uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at both the Freddie D and Henry Thomas NFL, the Freddie D at Henry Thomas NFL. And Joey, I tell you what, I appreciate you reaching out to us, man. Uh, We've had a lot of fun and and, uh, you do a damn good show as well. So uh, like I said, I I feel bad that you got to put up with this bears nonsense, but uh, you do it with a smile on your face and you do it professionally. And uh, we certainly appreciate you reaching out and having us on. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Such a great conversation. And usually I tell guys, hey, maybe we'll meet in the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll talk at the draft. I don't know when that's going to happen for our two teams, but maybe we can talk again down the road. Absolutely, right, absolutely. Good. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head to BetOnline.ag for all the great game spreads, totals, team, and coaching props in Week 14. Until then, you guys, thank you for watching the show, listening to the show. Make sure you guys like and subscribe online. Until then, we will talk to you soon. And always remember, bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.